Welcome back to Buddy Buddy. I'm Andrew Guy. I'm here today with my golf coach, my cornhole practice partner, and some might even call him my step bro, Mr. Jeremiah Yes, sir, Stewart. that's me. Bro, thank you for coming Absolutely. on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me here. Glad to be I here. mean, I had a failed podcast attempt with our boy mm -hmm. Dylan, but mm -hmm. you're technically going to be my first guest. Sweet. And it's only right that you were my first guest because you were the very first person that I brought this idea up to. Absolutely, yep, for sure. Yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while, and so it's only right that you're here first. Absolutely, yeah. But Again, appreciate you having me, and hopefully we can talk, communicate, and go as deep as we'd like to. Um, obviously, with Cornhole and everything like that, our um, car rides, not everything like that, we have gotten deep before, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so. We'll see how it goes. If it doesn't get very deep, it doesn't get very deep. Yep. The whole point of this podcast is to build friendships and... Anybody that's watching is just is for them to be encouraged to say that, all right, I'll make time to better my friendships and get things past surface level. Mm -hmm, for sure. That's and, all, that's the whole goal. Yeah, the whole goal. Because sure. over the past two years of my life, I've felt through my cornhole experience, I've made a ton of friends, but also mm -hmm. I've, I've been very isolated in those moments. Right. Found myself being very distant. And so, and I realized how much work it really does take to have solid friendships as an Absolutely, adult. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's so easy for everybody to be so encapsulated by what's going on in their mm -hmm. own personal lives that mm -hmm. it's like getting the extra effort to say, I'm going to make time for this person or right. that person. You don't have to have a mass amount of friends, mm -hmm. but just any effort is hard because you're so worried about my job, wives, et cetera. Absolutely. And so this is just my intentional effort to say, I'm going to sit down with people that sure. I care about. Mm -hmm. And so... Do you remember the day that we met, or do you remember at all? I do. I do remember. Um, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I remember, it was at Tap 3 um, and a blind draw with the worst, bounciest boards on the face of the earth. Yep, Um And you had just bought the black slide rights from dylan i have my first set of bags that's kind of how our friendship and our um community kind of blossomed was through that day yep because i met dylan at his work and then mm -hmm. dylan introduced me to you that yep. night at the bond draw mm -hmm. and you happened to get my dad and we won yeah as your partner yep for, i remember that oh craig yeah that's right so my we both got a win that night because yeah. you won the first term i won mm -hmm. the second term with mm -hmm. with my partner mm -hmm. but yeah that's what kind of started it all and I was talking with Dylan about this the other day. Well, I've pretty much not really known y'all much at all. I started practicing mm -hmm. with y'all a little bit, trying to get better at Cornhole because y'all were way better than me. At the time? At the time, <laughs> yes, fair enough. But I, we decided to go to Worlds together, and that was pretty mm -hmm. uncomfortable for me right? because I'd only known y'all for about a month, and we didn't outside. Not even. Not even. Not even and, we, and we didn't even hang out outside of nah. practicing Cornhole or at yep. a blind draw tournament. Yep. And really at least me and you didn't really communicate on that level even over like text yeah i don't think at, i had your number time. at the time no i don't think yeah. i have your number at your time i we it was kind of just your kin to dylan and yeah. i was new friends with dylan right and so we just decided to go mm -hmm. play at worlds in mm -hmm. 2020 competitive right and went on to we both went on to yeah. our boy dylan did win his bracket in competitive right. but we did not did not do very well but one thing kind of looking back on that i think that helped us in a friendship standpoint is going 0 and 2 and having that free time 
of not playing and us just like throwing around, messing around, I mm-hmm. think kind of grew and started something and planted a seed. Oh yeah. Our for friendship sure. for sure. For sure. So sucky cornhole led to yeah. some decent conversation or just bonding time right. over cornhole. I remember a few um games where we bet body armors. Yep. And, that was like and, our initial yep, bet was that's right. We didn't want to take each other's money, so yeah. we just decided just to bet body armors. Mm-hmm. But that was I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That was our yep. initial like bet. I remember that. But that's awesome. And I remember at that time that was I remember our drive up there, it was kind of just like getting to know you, you know. Mm-hmm. Realize that you're a Clemson fan. That's right. And like let die you, hard, die hard, and let you and Dylan go at it because Dylan's a gamecock. Mm-hmm. And so, he is a die hard, die hard. And I gotta pray for him. And our first meal together happens to be your favorite fast food. Place. That's right, Taco Bell. Yep. Our, we went to Taco Bell on the way to Rock Hill and found out how picky of an eater Dylan was mm-hmm. and how much you love Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. It's the best food chain on face of earth. Yeah. Very opinionated, but very opinionated, <laughs> but it's okay. Right. Like you like Taco Bell. Yes, I do. But we actually have another moment with mm-hmm. Taco Bell, us two in particular. And it's actually a very special day to my mm-hmm. heart. Yes, it is. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. And so you supported me the day that I tried to qualify to I be did. a professional corner player. I did. Luckily I made it. Mm-hmm. But you were there for me the whole day, which is like mm-hmm. super cool to see where our friendship went in one year. Right. Where it went from us going to Worlds of 2020 mm-hmm. and we were just talking because we both sucked mm-hmm. that day to you coming to with me the next year to support me to see if I can achieve my goal of right. becoming a professional, right. which luckily I did. So, but after that, we did go to Taco Bell. We did. We grubbed and we celebrated, talked a lot, um, and kind of. It is weird how it works, kind of deja vu, like, but in reverse fashion, um, kind of capping off Worlds of Twenty One, um, whereas Worlds of Twenty Twenty, we had uh, kind of began Taco Bell with, or began mm-hmm. the trip to Taco Bell. So yeah. it's so, kind of so crazy Taco how it Bell works. is a, a part it, it's of a, the beginning. It, it's and, a staple. It's a staple. It's a staple. Yeah, and it was kind of by chance too, because after Worlds of Twenty Twenty One, when I qualified, our first choice was Waffle House, mm-hmm. but. It was still getting towards the end of COVID, mm-hmm. and so people weren't only take out, only take out, yep. and so it pushed us to Taco Bell. Which I mean, we're not going to turn down. Taco no, Bell. absolutely not. But it's very, I'm very cool for that. So mm-hmm. I was, very, I just wanted to say thank you again for yeah. supporting me absolutely. in that time, and I feel like I really did like solidify for sure our friendship. Absolutely. And so yeah, speaking of Taco Bell, mm-hmm. I wanted to be kind of basic and do mm-hmm. a fast food draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go, you want to do three or five? We'll, we'll do five. I'm, I'm sure we can pop off ten fast food chains that we can do. I think we do that too. Right. And for us, we constitute fast food as having to have a drive-thru. Has to have a drive-thru. Has to have a drive-thru. Yep. And so we'll go five each. And since we've already talked about it enough, I'll let you go first if you okay. want it, if you want to go first because I know what you're taking. Yeah. And so we'll go from there. All right. Uh, So me first pick? Yeah. All right. Obviously, Taco Bell is going to be my number one. Okay. Taco what's what's the one. go-to order at Taco Bell? Me personally, um, I'm a big Chalupa cravings box. Okay. So has a Chalupa, has a taco, has a beef five layer, and then cinnamon twist. But the key is, is instead of the regular taco, you um, get like a 40 cent upcharge if you change the shell to the nacho shell. So you get the Doritos Loco, beef five layer, Chalupa, cinnamon twist, Baja Blast can't beat it and it's like eight bucks okay this might be controversial for my first pick Uh because i feel like 
living in the South, everybody thinks they know where we're going with this as God's favorite fast food chain. Mm-hmm. But since I worked there in high school, I'm leaving that up on the board. Okay. I'm Fair taking enough. Zaxby's with my okay. first pick. Hot take. That is a hot take. A hot take. I'm in I'm in my phase right now. Fair enough. So So I guess I'll kinda ask you what's your go to order? Okay. My go to order at Zaxby's would have to be a wings and things traditional and depending on the day it's either teriyaki wings mm-hmm. or tongue torch. Whatever. Fair enough. Do, with a sweet tea to drink. Mm. But that's the good right now. All right. Round number two. All right, round two. I'm gonna have to go. I mean, just for the value, because it's still up on the board, I'm gonna have to go Chick Fil A for sure. Fair Chick-fil-A. play. Fair play. Chick-fil-A. It is. It would. It for some people, it's like the consensus number one right. pick. So I let it fall too. Right. But that's okay. I that's mean, okay. I just I had some memories with Chick Fil A. So mm-hmm. either way, with my number two, oof. I guess I'll go bang for the buck too. Okay. Just for the worldwide worldwide realm, I'm going McDonald's. Okay. All right. Um, I guess with my number three, because I'm a big BK fan, I'm gonna go BK. I personally like BK over McDonald's, but that's just my opinion. So I'm gonna go BK at three. That's fair. If we were doing breakfast fast food, uh-huh. that's my number one. Fair, gotcha. Fair enough. The croissant sandwiches slap, slap. every slap. time. Always. Every time. Don't miss. Um, shout out my boy Riley McSwain from Georgia. I put him yep. on, and so he'll probably listen to this, and he yep. knows that I put him on. He had no clue. He lived mm-hmm. inside of Burger King his whole life and never had their breakfast until can't beat it. I took him to a tournament in Georgia. But all right, so my number three. Wow, that's kind of surprising. I was mm-hmm. not expecting Burger King mm-hmm. three. I guess coming from Woodruff, there's not much right. there in Woodruff. There ain't, there ain't much to work with in there Woodruff. There ain't much to sure. work with in Woodruff, so it makes sense why BK's got a special <clears> place <throat> in the heart. Uh, for me, then I'm going to take, I'll probably go, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go Bojangles. Okay. It's like a staple in my life, so I'll go Bojangles. That's a good pick, a solid pick. Yeah. Um, was it fourth round? Yeah. Fourth round pick. Four. Fourth round pick. And again, I, I know I'm probably missing a couple, but we're just going to roll with it. This is going to be another hot take, but I'm a huge Arby's guy, so I'm going to go Arby's at four. Yeah. I'm going to go Arby's at four. I love Arby's. Can't yeah. can't beat the, the beef and cheddar. Beef and cheddar. Yeah. That's what my dad gets. And then curly fries hit yeah, every yeah. time. They hit, they hit different. Potentially sure. the, the best fries in fast food. Mm, that, I, I that's a hot, that's hot a, take. A, uh, in my opinion, at least top three. Okay. Fair enough. For me, I'm going to go Wendy's. Okay. I think that's a steal at the four pick for the four for four. That, that is a solid steal. Uh, that's, that's a solid pick. Solid pick at four. Whenever I need something and I want to feel like I'm getting a bang for the buck, mm-hmm. you got to just run to the four for four. So I'll take Wendy's in the four spot. Or the big bag. Or the, or the $5 or biggie the, bag. Or the big bag. The $5 biggie bag. Um, With my fifth pick, I know this is probably going to be controversial because not many people think of it as, a, as fast food, but it does have a drive through and I'm gonna go with Firehouse because Firehouse does have a have a drive through. Okay. So fair enough. So probably tinkering with the rules a little bit, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Firehouse. Okay. Oh, I let we let one slide, and I'm glad it fell to me in my last okay. pick. I'm taking Cookout with my fifth pick. <laughs> Golly, I yeah, can't believe solid. I did. That's solid. I, I did not. Let, I can't pick. believe that we let that fall. That's that a solid far. pick. But solid yeah, pick, bro. For sure. Yeah, big double tray, yep. Cajun fries, chicken quesadilla, uh-huh. cookout sauce. All the shakes that oh, they got. Oh, man. I can't believe we let that fall that far. I would definitely would have took that above Wendy's. But yeah. Whatever. But, well. But either way, we'll let y'all decide who y'all think won. Mm-hmm. But his is more 
controversial right a personal opinion versus right. what the masses might think yep absolutely so, but yeah but yeah i'm actually off the fast food at the current moment because i'm currently doing a weird diet where mm. i'm pretty much just eating meat and mm-hmm. fruit very difficult yeah very difficult to do i, I tried it for half a week and <laughs> didn't go as planned yeah. but i'm almost on a full week mm-hmm. and it's going pretty well i just make it i think mm-hmm. it just feels really easy mm-hmm. like i'm just eating very simple things right. it's just hard to not stop places because so uh, if you don't mind me one of the questions that i wanted to ask andrew um which kind of goes hand in hand with what you were just talking about Fair um enough. is kind of how you deal with things like that self-discipline in your diet um on a day-to-day basis and then also kind of how you um deal with the adversity if if that makes any sense. How, so how do you deal with adversity and, and how do you become disciplined in things just in your everyday life? Well, if we're going strictly off diet first when uh-huh. it comes to adversity and discipline, I think one thing that I've implemented in my life recently, which I'm currently doing at this moment, is I do one 24-hour fast per week mm-hmm. where I take one day dinner to dinner and I say no food. Mm-hmm. I'll drink like no calorie drinks or I'll drink water or black coffee but i choose a day to pretty much like reset my body and it it, it's pushing me to have willpower it's Mm -hmm. pushing me to say i can do some hard things i can say no to food for a day and in doing that it's actually eliminated a lot of my cravings Mm -hmm. so it's a lot easier to drive down the road and drive past the fast food restaurants now and so if i can go a day without saying i'm not going to eat anything it's easier for me on my normal day say i can drive past the easy stuff and go make meals at home right or prepare stuff for Mm -hmm. lunch uh but for my everyday life it's just pretty much just saying i'm gonna like i'm gonna wake up and choose to be intentional i'm gonna be intentional with every aspect of my life Mm -hmm. i'm gonna spend time with the lord i'm gonna like reach out to people and that's the whole reason this podcast started right and and i think that makes this like once you just say i'm gonna do it even when i don't want to Mm -hmm. i don't really say i feel like i want to do this i want to just lay on the couch when you make those moments to say i'm gonna do it even when it doesn't feel fun or doesn't feel enjoyable Mm -hmm. it just builds that discipline and right it it, kind of just snowballs and everything Mm -hmm. just seems a little bit easier do you believe in rewarding yourself which i guess in other words like a cheat meal or oh 100 yeah is that like a weekly basis thing or is uh, that a weekly basis? Yeah. Some of the things that, I mean, I'm very new to this whole, I mean, I'm almost, a month, I'm over a month into doing one day a week mm-hmm. fasting, but I'm only a week into this whole new diet. But I, one thing I kind of like to go by is like 80, 20, like 80% do mm-hmm. like hard, be disciplined and right. then like 20%. So tomorrow yeah. I have some dates planned with the girl and mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I mean, it's not terrible for you, but I've been craving Chipotle all week. Right. It's like one of my go-tos. Yeah. So I'm going to Chipotle, and then who knows what we do for dinner? Could gotcha. be something crazy. But. Speaking of Chipotle, I had Chipotle for the second time two days ago, and still prefer Moe's. But that's besides the point. What do you get at Moe's? And this this is where the whole debate. Goes I definitely get the wrong Doug, or as now called it, since the menu kind of flip flop a little bit, the stack. Okay, so that makes sense. That's right. why I'm, I have some close friends that will eventually be on this podcast. Yeah, that are all. I mean, they like Moe's and Chipotle, but they prefer Moe's just because of the wrong duck right. stack. Yeah. It's because Chipotle doesn't offer that. Right. So, and Moe's does offer free chips and salsa. They do. And Chipotle, you got to pay for it. Yeah. But Chipotle's food is better quality in my, in my uh, opinion. I would agree. I would I think, agree. Like, I understand the convenience of free chips and salsa and having mm-hmm. an, a menu item that Chipotle doesn't have. Right. But 
That's why I choose Chipotle. I think it's. I think but, overall the quality is better, and they have by far the best tortilla chips. Like no mm-hmm. store bought, no nothing. There's yeah. no brand, no Mexican restaurant. Right. Like they are very good. I think they are hands sure. down the best tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I am planning on cheating tomorrow Sweet. on my diet. So kind of going back from or back to like a diet standpoint. Um, actually, the other day, my wife Mia Grace, she uh mentioned wanting to do seventy five hard. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you follow or are friends with Noah up in Virginia. Noah Hughes. Yeah. But apparently he just finished thirty five hard. Yeah. Noah reached out. I wonder yeah. how that went. Yeah. yeah. He um, reached out and said, uh, wish me luck on the podcast, yeah. which I'm grateful for. So and again, I could be totally wrong, but I'm almost one hundred percent positive Noah just finished at thirty five hard. Yeah. So congrats to him because that's not easy. Yeah. Remind me, I don't know the full layout. I know you have so, to work out twice. One workout has to be outside. Okay. You have to read at least and again, people can tinker it however they want to but they had to read at least 20 pages of a non-fiction book um and they have to they have to do a, another step in it um yeah. oh, only water or have to drink at least a gallon of water i know mm-hmm. so had to be again very disciplined yeah for a 75 day straight so are y'all planning on doing that you and your wife or just she her? has ideas she's got the idea i, I had an idea but it very quickly Erase my memory, so okay, fair yeah. enough. But yeah, yeah, that that's a hard commitment for sure. Yeah, absolutely, I like working discipline in my life slowly. Like I, when I started this whole new me thing, is mm-hmm. I started pretty much just saying I'm gonna get rid of soda again, right? And I started with that, and I've been like two months now, yeah. no soda, no, I don't crave that anymore yeah. at all. And then I slowly, it's like all right, well I'm gonna start running again. Yeah, I told myself I'm gonna run a 5K, and I've never ran mm-hmm. more than two miles in my mm-hmm. life. But just slowly challenging myself to be better, but I'm doing it slow by slow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do 75 hard right. because it's like all in right now. Yep. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just slowly, slowly make changes in my life and then just compound and say, all right, right. my life's getting better. And I feel like I'm not challenging myself too hard because I'm not changing too much week by week. Right. But, but yeah. So besides the discipline point, one of the questions I want to ask is like, I'm, I'm a huge, like, experience over like gift guy mm-hmm. like i'd rather have experience with somebody than mm-hmm. like say like them give me like something like a gift that's mm-hmm. just like materialistic right so what's like a memory in your life like what's like one of the top memories in your life that you've experienced with somebody that you care about outside of your wedding because obviously that's like your your special right, day right absolutely um wow that's a great question um i mean a few definitely pop up in my mind kind of what you're saying about experience over gifts which me and my wife are the same as that way mm-hmm. we would much rather go to a concert and go and have like a nice dinner and, and go get a hotel rather than spend 300 dollars on each other mm-hmm. in the form of materialistic things yeah so definitely all of the concerts we've been to yeah. we're big concert people mm-hmm. um all of the clemson football games that me and my dad have went to those definitely stick out yeah um I know you said not to mention a wedding, but the honeymoon was fantastic because yeah. first ever time flying, first time being out of the country, oh, yeah. first experience at the airport, all in one kind yeah. of just set yeah. everything off. With the person so, you just decided I'm gonna spend the rest yeah. of your life. With. So, so yeah. those 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 are some big moments. Those three things between concerts, just spending good time with my dad. Yeah. Um, 
at football games at Clemson, the place that we love, mm-hmm. and the honeymoon definitely are the ones that pop up in my head. Yeah, for me, like obviously, sporting events is huge in my mm-hmm. life. Like my like number one bucket list item is to see every major league baseball team mm-hmm. play at home. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I think I've been to like eighteen or mm-hmm. nineteen. So I'm, I'm getting up that's there. Solid. Yeah, that's, I'm that's, over halfway done. That's over half. Yeah, I'm over halfway done. Yeah, I need to actually write out a list, but yeah. I'm over halfway done. But I spent a lot of those with my dad. Yeah, I mean, some of them I've done with other friends and stuff, but those are moments that I've had with my dad. Mm-hmm. And then speaking on the baseball theme, I had a roommate that lived with me for two years. One of my college best friends, he lived with me for two years, and I surprised him with tickets to the World Series. Mm. And that was by far one of the best days of my life. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, we went to game one at his, him and his wife's apartment. This is right after they got married. They got yeah. married in early October, and obviously World Series is in October. Mm-hmm. And so they just moved in, and us and a couple of friends went over there, and we were trying to, like, re-offer. Like, they offered their space up to watch game one, and mm-hmm. so we were just joking. I had my friend, all my friends in on it, except for Caleb, the guy that I surprised. And I was like, man, it's like, I appreciate y'all offering me the space, like mm-hmm. letting us come watch the game, like, having us over, inviting us over. So hospitable of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's like I would invite y'all over for game four, like because it's with the weekend, like everybody was free on the weekends. I would invite y'all over game four, but me and Caleb going to the game. Mm-hmm. And so he looked at me and he was so shocked. Yeah. And that was hands down one of the most memorable days of my life. Absolutely. I had one of the best meals that I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Like we went to this place. It was like it looked like a barbecue, like chicken wing place. Yeah. They had this brisket grilled cheese that was like. <sighs> To die for. That sounds good. But right now when I'm fasting, it, yeah. it's making my mouth Oh, I bet. I bet. And but. we're both big barbecue people. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. we so, got some memories of some barbecue, Yes, we too. do. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, he's my golf coach, but mm-hmm. he gives me some pointers. I like to say that. He like he gives me some pointers. Mm-hmm. I've only been playing a year, so I'm not right. very good. But I would say I credit a lot of my growth in mm-hmm. my golf ability. I'm still not good, but I've gotten right. a lot better in a year. Absolutely. From you. Is the margin that you've come in that one has it been a year yeah it's like well, a little over a year it was like may of last year it was like the first time is very vast that's a wide gap to the point of where you are now to where you were yeah so that's when i put my mind to something i like i put which, the time in which doesn't really surprise me because i mean you went from picking up a cornhole bag Fair for enough. the first time to in exactly a year or a little over a year like a year and a month to being pro yeah so it doesn't really surprise me because he he's very self determined. That is something I noticed about him. Whenever he does put his mind to something, he he yeah. balls the wall, goes and gets it, no matter what. So, yeah. so I'm very grateful that we have moments in golf. But mm-hmm. golf was like a complete mm-hmm. off chance for me that I'm even playing. To be honest, I grew up mm-hmm. with people that played golf, and I never was interested. Right. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I'm just gonna be against this because everybody else is for it. Right. They, all my parents would joke like do it so you can get a college degree mm-hmm. and i was like no nah, i'll pass right and finally I, caleb the guy i was just talking about that took the world series him and my other friend austin they had got into golf pretty heavily and they're like two of my best friends mm-hmm. and they're like dude just do it no nobody's gonna judge you if you suck like just mm-hmm. go out there have a good time yeah. and i was like okay i'll do it like i'll go like fine i had been to the driving range a few times and it sucked i was like mm-hmm. i'll just bite the bullet and, yeah yeah i'll just bite the bullet go play around early in the morning at mm-hmm. village greens and inman and i'll just play if i get paired with somebody oh well i'm sorry it is what it is right? i'll make their round a little longer because i'm gonna suck yep but by complete chance my friends had no idea caleb also had no idea that i was going to play i told them I was like, hey i'm going to play and they're like dude there's no way we have this random thursday off 
as well, and mm-hmm. we had the same exact tee time with you. Wow. So my very first round of golf was with my best friends, That's and it was awesome. completely by chance. Yeah. And so that sparked it all. Right. Like, well, it made it fun. I actually parred my very first hole, but after that, it was downhill. Right. Yeah. Um. Kind of backtracking to where I first started golf, Um. I was a collegiate baseball player, and I was only a pitcher in college. I was a PO, and if there are any POs out here that are going to watch this in the future or whatever, POs love to golf. Um, and luckily my good friend, probably one of my best friends, um, Hersey, he's yeah. the one who kind of uh, brought me up in golf as well. So we have a lot of memories from that. Yeah. Um, kind of how me and you do mm-hmm. with me kind of teaching you and critiquing a couple of things in golf. He did for me. Um, conveniently, I can confidently say I'm better than him now. Um, Sorry, so Hersey. Hersey, if you're watching this, I love you. But um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I began as well. Um, it's just by a friendship that kind of blossomed and stuff like that. Yep. Do you have a? I know it's not. It's hard to say. Like you, people don't want to regret decisions in your life. But do you have like a biggest regret in your life? It can be as broad or as little as you want. Like, do you have something that you feel like is like it's a big um, regret? I definitely probably do. Nothing. That sticks off uh, to the top of my head right now. Um, a biggest regret. I mean, I don't really regret anything because I'm a big believer in God always has a purpose. Yeah. I um, but I there's a couple of things that I definitely would change, I feel like. Um, looking back at it, I probably would have swapped my college decisions of where I went. Mm-hmm. So I went, obviously, you know, but I went to a junior college in Florence. Um it was a good experience to build friendships and build growth with people, but from a school and a baseball perspective, not necessarily the brightest time. Yeah. Um, but I did have an opportunity to go play at Anderson University, mm-hmm. um, which looking back at now, I probably would have took if I wasn't young and stubborn and all that good stuff. So don't necessarily regret it, but definitely looking back at it probably would change yeah. my decision. For if, me, if I had to do it ever yeah, again, do it ever again was college. And college was a lot of my decision, to, like my regrets too. I never had no clue what I want to do with my life, and mm-hmm. I still kind of don't in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like I should have been more adamant about figuring out something that I'm kind of interested in. Right. And so I feel like I would, or a career least, perspective, or done something that was more broad, like business or mm-hmm. whatever. But so now I have a degree in education, and yeah. I have no plans on being a teacher. Right. I guess I like, am yeah, using some of my communication skills right now that I've learned mm-hmm. from the time. But also in that, like my other like regret in life was just like it's just not really say like a, a specific thing, but just a mindset of like why didn't I start sooner? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had some tough times with like when I had to go through all my oral surgeries. Right. And I just kind of like, in a way played like the victim card mm-hmm. where I was like, uh, like, why is this happening to me? Why is life happening right. to me? And I didn't take action on it, whether mm-hmm. that's my diet, whether getting back in shape, whether it's seeking intentional friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just always would like put it on the back burner and mm-hmm. I was just so worried about what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Not to say worry, but I was just like, letting days and days go by and I never took action. Mm-hmm. So I guess like one of my biggest regrets is just saying like, I never, like why not start now? And right. whatever that is in somebody's right. life, just start now. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Kind of backtracking on the education standpoint. And it's just crazy. The more and more we talk, the more we have in common because mm-hmm. his degree is in education and he's not a teacher. My degree is not in education and but I'm a teacher. But you are a teacher. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how it works. And 
looking back on it, mm-hmm. it's just all coincidental. All, in, all but, intertwined. Yeah. So, going back to like, talking, we're talking about schooling and whatnot. You've got a surprising story with your wife. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you're not just high school sweethearts. No. You you go back all the way back to middle school. All the way back to eighth grade. So tell me a little bit about me and story. I know you go all the way back to middle school, but yeah. I don't know a ton. So Yeah, so kind of uh, how me and the most beautiful person on the planet, <laughs> she works very hard. <laughs> inside um, joke. Yeah, inside joke. Shout out to Dylan. Um, we actually, I wouldn't call it a date because it's not a date because we were nine years old. But in fourth grade, we dated. Okay. Um, in fourth in grade. Fourth grade. In fourth grade, we dated. Yeah. Yep. And because of the nine-year-old player I was, I kind of broke it off. Um, <laughs> and that kind of ended or whatever. And um, we fast forward into middle school in seventh grade, and we were in the same class in seventh grade, and we flirted, had a very good connection and a friendship at that time um and towards the end of the year i don't know if i've if i've ever told you this but she actually asked me out in seventh grade interesting and i did not know this she's probably gonna kill me when she hears this but i turned her down and and i told her no and the and the reason being it was because i was in her cousin oh i, was, yeah, I had yeah, no clue yeah. about this um i turned my wife down there's a thumbnail yeah. Um, turn my wife down. For I turn my wife down for a cousin. <laughs> um, in seventh grade, because I was in her cousin, and it's funny because we still have the note that I wrote her to Mia or to the cousin to Mia. Oh, me explaining why I didn't want to date her. <laughs> That's funny. Um, fast forward a couple more months, and me and my mom were in academy, and we saw her and her grandma, and she she was in her little volleyball outfit, and I was like, dang, she's kind of bad, <laughs> and. Uh, um, so early eighth grade, um, I asked her out and that's kind of how it all started. Um, yeah. Was in eighth grade. You've been in love so, ever since. Yep. That's got right. married November of last year. Got married in December. December of December. last year. So this October, um, will be our 10th year dating. Yeah. Um, so 10th year together pretty much. Right. Like total. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. 10 years. A long time. And you're only how old? 23. So pretty much half your life, yeah. You've been with her. You've known her for over half. Yeah, your life. yeah. Or like since you dated the first yeah, time in yeah. fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That, it's from crazy that moment, it it's been like fourteen years. Yeah, but it, it's crazy how it works. But I, I think one of the biggest things that, um, not necessarily has helped us, but has been beneficial, was uh, our parents know each other and work really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad and her mom used to have a fling. Um, and they all went to school together. They all had the same babysitter. So not only is it a connection between me and her, but our families are connected as well. So yeah, I, I think that's a good when thing. When y'all first started becoming dating, was that kind of awkward for the parents? No, it wasn't awkward. Um, I don't think it was anything serious by no means, but yeah, Papa Rod used to be a player back then. So <laughs> there ain't Shout no telling. Shout out Papa Rod. Shout out Papa Rod. I, I'm, player. I'm sure he'll watch this. So. Yeah. So you got married in December. So what's yeah. like... The, I know you've came to me multiple times because we're pretty close and mm-hmm. like saying you want to be a better husband. Yeah. What's one thing that you feel like you've learned about yourself now that you've been married, since you've been married? I think the biggest thing, um, I mean, obviously there's changes in your lifestyle because you don't live with your parents anymore and your siblings and all that good stuff. Um, I mean, de- definitely 
one thing that I feel like I've had to do better at is being the uh, it sounds cliche because it is the husband role. Mm-hmm. So I, I now have to be the protector. Yeah. I have to do all these quote unquote things that the husband is supposed to do. Yeah. Which is fine by no means. Um, but it's just weird because I'm still in the same 19, 20 year old mindset where, um, I was in college where if it was, I wanted to go and play around a golf whenever I wanted to, I could. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different because mm-hmm. I now have to communicate with her and do all that stuff. Not that we didn't do it before, but mm-hmm. it's just a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is just that I have to not only be the man in the house, but also I have to just help her in, in other ways, whether it's clean the house or mm-hmm. clean the dishes, or if she had a rough day at work, I have mm-hmm. to step up and, and be the man and help out yeah. um, and do things that a husband is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it's weird because I am young. I'm 23 years old, um, and not many 23-year-olds are married. No, um, not but, in this day and age. So, the age of marriage is like getting yeah. back in. Them, back so, back I in mean, up. kind of in a nutshell – of what I would say is I just have to step up to the plate and do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So I think that's, I love the baseball reference. Step Absolutely. Yeah. From the baseball yeah. player. Yeah. But yeah, it's, that's like one of the things that when you ask newlyweds is like, I never knew, at least from the man's perspective, I never knew how much I had to like serve my mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yes, you know that like you're going to live together. You're going to share mm-hmm. the same spaces, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you always think about like, well, it's like pretty much like I'm going to be dating my wife but like we're gonna be married and mm-hmm. we'll be living together but it's the intentional effort to say no i'm gonna serve you today if you ask me to do this i'll do it right like it's just putting her before it's like it's a new level of putting her before yourself absolutely and so that's super cool to hear yeah. and going thinking back on y'all's wedding mm-hmm. y'all did the little cord of three strands mm-hmm. uh like symbol like symbolism thing yeah. which a lot of people do which was very confusing yeah, yeah, y'all, did, y'all did take a long time yeah, to do did. it. I remember y'all was letting it. It was not the easiest thing yeah. to do. Yeah, at least from my perspective. Yeah, did she? Did she have understanding? She, she was just trying to let you help, and that's why it took so long. It it definitely was her doing ninety percent of the part, and me acting like I was doing something. Yeah, I knew because it took but, forever, and yeah. I was like, man, I was like, is she like just trying to like, yeah. say, Jeremiah, I need you to help yeah. me. Like, this is our yeah. thing, it's our day. And or then, like, then finally, she just it, like take over and say, I'll it really didn't help. Either because we were dying laughing the whole time because mm-hmm. of me, um, and but that's definitely a memory I won't forget is me struggling to do the, the chords and braiding and all that stuff. Yeah, but that's cool that like that moment holds a special place. And so that passage of scripture that's like talking about from mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes four is like not. It's I mean we're not nobody's getting married in this room, but like right. I think about that in the in in regards to this podcast mm-hmm. not necessarily the the last verse we're talking about the quarter three strands and never be broken mm-hmm. which is what the symbolism is about when it has a man and a woman and jesus like being centered and like if those three are part of a household and a marriage like it's not going to fall apart right. very easy mm-hmm. but i think about more in verse 10 which is like a verses back when it's like well at first nine it talks about having like two are better than one mm-hmm. and you can take that how you will you can mm-hmm. take that as a marriage which is very easy because that passage is known for being about marriage right but or being tied to marriages but it's easy to talk about that in friendships as well mm-hmm. and so like having somebody in your circle because verse 10 goes on to talk about how if how what like how how well it would be if somebody were to fall and not have somebody to pick them up mm-hmm. and so like the whole reason i wanted to start this podcast was to not only for myself feel because I felt alone the past two years, like 
traveling and not being so right. being disconnected. I wanted it that verse to bring true into into this podcast to say that I can feel that I have people in this room that mm-hmm. are going to come talk to me, and I know that if I need something, they'll pick me up. Absolutely. And the opposite, like encourage the person that's, sure. that's sitting across from me that mm-hmm. like like two are better than one. Like know that I have your back and you have mm-hmm. mine. And so that's just I guess like I wanted to tie that full circle because that was something that I noticed in your wedding. And then as I was reading in my Bible, I was like, well, frick, that could be applied to mm-hmm. friendships and what I want ultimately Absolutely. for this podcast. Yep. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. So my final question that I wanted to end on is like, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody wanting to build their community, mm-hmm. what would it be? Definitely one, um, don't be afraid to reach out with whoever it is, whether it's a friend that you uh, used to be close to, um, whether it's your best friend, mom and dad, whatever it might be, don't don't be nervous, shy, scared to reach out in any fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've learned in my life, which we've kind of talked about in the past, was learning to be honest with yourself mm. and learning to deal with your own humility. Um, Obviously, it's cliche, but not everybody's perfect. Is you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, so definitely dealing with your own personal, um, life, humility, and stuff like that, and your own imperfections, I think, is what's really important in order to build community. Yeah. Um, I say it all the time, but I, I think it's really, really true. In order to, um, self grow, I think it's important to be honest with yourself. So yeah. I think one, don't be afraid to reach out, but mm-hmm. two, also kind of reevaluate reevaluate your life and what you're doing mm-hmm. um and then kind of go from there i think it's important i love that yeah that's so good being able to reach out is huge especially as us as men mm-hmm. like we're that's not our typical mm-hmm. like instinct yeah if if we have a problem we're like all right we'll fix it right we don't we don't bank on the help of others no. we don't bank on we'll think all right well i got me and god that's chill i'm chill yep. enough with that but there's so much Dude. peace and assurance that yeah. comes from having conversations mm-hmm. with people even if it's the person that has to like check you on something, like, "Hey, bro, I did this," and then you got to tell me, like, "Bro, you, that's awful." Absolutely. Why'd you do that? Which we we've both done. We've done that in each other's life, and I think it's that one sentence you you just said has helped me tremendously. Um, but it's important to be honest with each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told you not too long ago. I I had to check one of my friends, mm-hmm. um, in a situation yeah. that that he was going through, mm-hmm. and uh, little did I know that. I was kind of nervous of the way that he would react, um, but he replied back and was like, "I truly respect you for that," yeah. which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah. absolutely right for sure. And so, like, yeah, going back on what you're saying, like, don't don't be scared, don't be scared to reach out, but but bef- don't let crap hit the fan before yeah. you reach out, right? Because then, like, you're just in that like you were in dire need, like. Mm-hmm. If, but if you are regularly like going back on like how i talk about my diet and how my discipline like if you were regularly reaching out to people mm-hmm. and getting past surface level conversations mm-hmm. and getting past like all right we'll, well we won't just sit here and talk about taco bell we won't just talk about sports we won't talk about cornhole right. we'll actually have intentional conversations on a more regular basis i find it a lot easier to say mm-hmm. i have trust in jeremiah that mm-hmm. i can call him with whatever yep and he's not going to judge me mm-hmm. he's going to be there for me and he'll give me words of encouragement mm-hmm. But it's hard to make that phone call if you don't have conversations that are like, yep. you got to get past the surface or yep. I'm not going to be able to make that phone that's call. That's exactly right. And so that's like, again, why I wanted to do this mm-hmm. is I wanted to create a space where people feel comfortable. People can share as much as they want to share mm-hmm. or not. But also it's ultimately like we're getting past the surface so that we know like 
if we need each other, we're there. Absolutely. But, uh, I think that's important, um, especially kind of in whatever situation people are in. Um, it's important to know more about the person, know more about the situation that they're going through, rather than uh, kind of what you were saying, letting things get to 100 before you reach out, which yeah. is, is important. That's awesome. But thank you again for coming yes, on the podcast. Thank you, thank you for it. technically being my first guest. Yep. Sorry, Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. The first, it is run, what it the is. first run wasn't amazing, so we're yep. gonna, me and Dylan are going to redo ours. Sweet. But thank you again for coming Absolutely. on the podcast. Yep. I appreciate no you. No problem. Thank you.